0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. For all of you that are new here, this is the Saniac Podcast, also known as the ultimate one-stop shop for all things MTV's The Challenge. We host live weekly recaps and cast interviews right here on our Facebook page. We have an exciting guest announcement coming soon that we'll talk about later. We also have an awesome website with a ton of challenge content for you guys to enjoy, including news, written recaps, quizzes, graphics, and a whole lot more. So you can check us out at SaniacPodcast.com or at Saniac Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Reddit. I'm Shawnee Suisa, podcast producer from Los Angeles, and this is my awesome co host and OG challenge viewer, Zach Calhoun.
1: I really wish I was bare. <laughs> like, really. I mean, you're
0: not far off.
1: Some have said that. It's quite the compliment. Um, I think I have a lot of natural charisma, but I don't think it translates as well uh, on camera as it does for this guy. He's the man.
0: Yeah, you're also not nearly as good looking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, I'll take a- it.
0: That's a big fault, you know. I mean, the charisma, the looks, it all sort of yeah. comes as a package deal. Yeah,
1: Bear gets it all. It really puts
0: <laughs> <comes laughs> it all together.
1: <laughs> I could definitely not um, pull off the Hawaiian shirt. I was saying that during the episode.
0: I I don't know if there's ever been anybody as authentically charismatic on modern reality TV as he is. Because if you think about a lot of the characters we're so used to now, you have people like Gus and you know all these other cats coming on who are super rehearsed, super lame, just very monotone almost. There's just so little passion and yet they believe they're so full of passion. And so we have a lot of those kind of, almost like meaningless characters with really little personality, pretending as if they have like these massive personalities because they're throwing out really generic you know one line oh they slayed that person they canceled the other person but at the end of the day they're all lame and they're you know you can see it you can see that it's all front for the camera and with this guy I mean he just he just goes at it it comes so naturally to him so I think that's something that he has In spades, way, way, way more than a lot of the other guys. Um, And, you know, just in terms of reality TV in general, we haven't really seen characters this authentic in a while. Think about X on the Beach. Could you get more fake than the people that go on X on the Beach?
1: (laughs) Well, Bear certainly has more natural charisma than Gus. And we will discuss that, guys. Spoiler alert, we're actually going to talk about Gus in this episode for a (laughs) little bit.
0: You always know who's going to go home based on who gets the most camera time all of a sudden during these episodes, you know, they they were quiet and wallpapery all season. And then boom, they're, you know, four or five interviews deep within the first 20 minutes of the episode.
1: Some people I think were worried. I know I was one of them that Bear might go home because he was getting a lot of camera time, but then I realized that he's just immune to that. He's a star. He's going to be on that much uh, of the episode every week. So get used to it.
0: I didn't really think he was going to go home. Because who did we interview that said that they were the Elimination Beast? Somebody like, did.
1: Yeah, somebody did that, say that.
0: Yeah, I think it th- was I the think Nolan's?
1: They, Yep, yep. They definitely said that. So I was kind of using that to think like, okay, we'll get some more bear. I'm good with that.
0: Exactly. So I, I also had that in the back of my mind. We, we really hate spoilers, but just, you know, they dropped that one line and I held on to it. So I have a feeling that, you know he'll be around for a while and in a surprising you know surprisingly so because a lot of people really underestimate him in terms of size and you know ability they think he's just all talk basically
1: yeah hunter made a comment about bear it was either during the episode or on the uh, the after show that's going on right now about bear being like tiny i think but hunter's like a short dude i guarantee right. you bear's taller than him
0: Have you at all been following Bear and Theo's journey in Thailand doing like Muay Thai and Thai boxing, like all this crazy stuff?
1: No, but I need to.
0: Okay, so it's incredible. I mean, they are bulking, like they're not necessarily bulking up, but they're definitely getting cut. Like to the point where it's crazy. They're working out every day at this gym. I think Theo just went home though the other day, but they've been fighting nonstop with like these psycho Thai guys who are killers in the ring. And so I think they're really, they're really putting in a lot of training work and, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see his future on this show and we know he's coming back because of the deal.
1: Yeah. And, um, that will actually play in later into our episode guys. So if you're here with us now, we are doing things a little bit, uh, it's, it's kind of like a special episode this week. I was struck by the inspiration. Like, all right, I want to talk about this shit. So, uh, the way that we are going to do this is that we're going to do the recap of tonight's episode to start. And then we're going to end the episode. We're going to go right into uh, what I've been talking about, what we've been posting about. Um, I, I think I I know I'm not the only one who's waiting for some season 34 news to come out. Uh, Shani and I always say that we don't do spoilers, but we do, we do cast spoilers. Like we're yeah, always paying format, attention to who's getting format. cast. Yeah. yeah, yeah cast yeah. and format. Once that all goes down, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like that's always fun to get into. So we don't have any news yet. You got to think that season 34 is being cast right now, that there's calls going out. Nothing has, has leaked. So I know that people are hungry for that. So what I was thinking to myself was, well, how can we combine all of this? How can we talk about season 34? How can we talk about old school versus new school, which everybody still talks about on a weekly basis? So I combined them and I thought to myself, um, what would be <clears throat> the point of this is realistic, realism if we're going to get an old school old school versus new school season what's it going to look like and how is it going to be pulled off so that's what that's the way that we're going to break it down i'm going to introduce my part of it and then we're all going to talk about it
0: Mm. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to be devil's advocate on that one because I know I've been seeing lots of posts about how uh, people are sad, like bananas is off and people, you know, miss all the OGs and stuff. And I'm just really in the whole other camp right here. You know, I've been watching this show forever, but I love change. I love evolution and I love progress. So I'll be, you know, all team rookie on this bad boy. And I can't wait till we get into that good stuff later. So if you got some, you know, philosophies down in terms of what you would like to see on an OG and new school season keep those in your noggin and bring those back in a little bit um all right zach so zach took the notes again this week because my (laughs) arm is still all fucked up and he did a pretty thorough job everybody should give zach a nice round of applause for taking
1: notes it's going to be an adventure um admittedly they started off stronger than they finished Uh, by the end i kind of got into my usual habit of oh i like this here's my comment about it uh didn't really highlight it as much yeah definitely not as organized
0: as my notes are but what, yeah, what so, you know yeah
1: well listen Shani when I write down my notes I'm doing what what Gus does you know I'm writing down what I want to say because I think <laughs> it'll be funny and, and look good on camera so just don't go steal my lines okay
0: <laughs> oh god That's he really guys. does plan <laughs> everything you can just oh, see oh,
1: it oh we will talk about it that was the most rehearsed <laughs> it was really funny anyways
0: (laughs) all right guys so let's get into this episode we start off in the house you know the brits coming back in i mean it is so crazy to me that these challengers have allowed this british alliance to only have one person go home and that person like wanted to go home because zach had that wedding thing whatever the fuck was going on i mean it's pretty insane to me that they've allowed this to to keep going on like they're they're really not working even remotely hard enough to get a brit versus brit elimination
1: yeah it's i i mean wes has made it his mission to go after bear and it's resulted in two teams going home that are (laughs) non-brits (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's yeah done they're wiping them nothing. out yep. they
0: was <clears throat> and you want to know what the funniest thing to me is like about the whole thing is that bear you would you would just assume like these guys are such big targets they walked into the house you've got ashley theo and bear who are you know both like aggressive in their own ways some physically and some personality wise and yet they are still somehow like do you think it's that big of a deal that ashley is paired with cam and Theo is paired with Kara because I think that's their saving grace like could you imagine if let's say Theo had paired up with like maybe an Ashley you know what I mean and then you had you know Ashley Kane pair up with let's say like an Amanda or something like that I mean would those then be the first two targets out of that house like how would that have worked out where they would have been bigger targets than they already are now it's it's almost like they have everybody with their blinders on
1: yeah there's this weird social clout that that Kara and cam have so everyone mm. talks about the brit alliance but nobody talks about them they're obviously a factor in the brits having to go home uh i do like that theo doesn't vote with Kara. like theo sticks to his guns he has an alliance that he has to keep intact so he does not vote that way which which um i appreciate that i mean they, they, they mm. voted for the same team tonight but in deliberations you can tell he's like all right well there's teams i'm not going to vote for he doesn't You know, he he doesn't bend over.
0: Yeah, he doesn't just crack because that's who Kara wants, which I actually think is a factor to why they're doing so well. Yeah. All right. So then we get um, into probably the juiciest bit, drama wise, of the night, which was uh, Bear, or I guess the foundation for the juiciest bits, drama wise, Bear talking to his girlfriend who's at home. You know, we've spoken about this before uh, on the pod, I think during episode zero when we were talking about the prospects. And now we're finally getting to see the other side of this story, which is Bear's girlfriend. And so Bear, you know, he calls up his girlfriend, he's talking to her on. what I'm assuming is like the interview slash phone call room um, or area space where production uses. So he's talking to her and you can hear through the door, uh, you know, everything that's going on and you have Georgia and Carr on the other side listening, you know, in terms of editing, I believe that this is where they were standing. It doesn't seem like they would have edited this out. Uh, to be differently because obviously then Georgia reacts instantly right after and she walks into the room and she, you know, right after hearing Bear say "Don't worry, you know, you have nothing to worry about" to this girl, she storms in and is like, "Are you kidding me?" You know, says like, "Who is this on the phone?" Bear hangs up and then proceeds to go into one of the funniest lies we've ever heard on the challenge, which is that the person on the other line of the phone was Bear's cousin. I mean, you can't make that up. You can't make that up. You can't even write that better.
1: He has um he has conviction though when he says it that he's not gonna back down from it. It is incredible, this guy. He's not was, at all gonna back down. I was watching this this episode by myself and I was just laughing. Oh, it's my cousin. It's my cousin. Oh it's your cousin, ba- it's my cousin. Uh yeah. My, my, when
0: West goes, when West goes, your cousin's hot, and he's like, "Yeah, she is." <laughs> was <so> <laughs> oh,
1: I was man. dying. At that point, I was just like, "Please give me bear in every scene of this episode," and MTV pretty much obliged.
0: Yeah, because they real. I mean, you know, you know what it is. It's like they finally realize what they're missing on the show, which is which is what they used to have on the show, which is raw, authentic personality. Right now, we are we have such an influx of influencer wannabes, people who want to grow their followings and, you know, come on this. That way they can then go back home and use Sprout Social to plan out all of their fucking Instagram posts for the next two months. Like, this is what they are. This is the talent pool that they are pulling from when it comes to a lot of the people on the show right now. And so finally, we get someone who actually has, you know, Something other than a monotone one-liner to say. It's like even the OGs coming on the shows are getting a bit boring.
1: Bear is, and yes, they are, because the OGs get like the vet mentality and they just coast. Bear is, um, he has an actual personality. It's like you said, the, he reminds me of someone. Which you haven't had the show on the show in so long. He's someone who, if the real world were still popping. If the real world were still, like, at the peak of reality TV, Bear is, like, the guy that you could cast on real world, and he would be the star of the fucking season. And then he would come on the show. Oh, yeah, be for sure. For sure, for sure. And you haven't had that in so long where you bring, like, an actual authentic personality on the show. You know, legit, I'm I'm not even lying when I say this, um, The the person, like... Before Bear, the the last time I felt that there was any of that on the show where there was like some new guy who had like that big personality is, is Shane Raines. Um <laughs> Shane Rains is like television <laughs> gold. And unfortunately, he can't make it past the first two episodes. But oh my God. Um, I will maintain that Shane and Tony's fight on Bloodlines is one of like the five best fights in the history of the show. That's it's, hilarious. It's, he's, yeah, he's
0: someone that doesn't really go mentioned very often. It's it's kind of funny to hear you say that. I know what it really brings up, like, Shane Reigns' name when it comes to challengers, even whatsoever, because he's only appeared on half a second.
1: Guys, I, I – listen, I, I study this stuff deep, you know. I'm a challenge scholar, and uh, I stand by it. Shane is gold. He's been on two seasons. He's been in two fights. And the fight that he got in with his brother is one of the greatest fights of all time. And he goes, I'll Vogue on this shit. I'll walk a straight line, Tony. <laughs> um couple things for the comment section. I make uh, uh, zero apologies for my poor British accent. I'm, I'm not shiny, guys. I have not traveled the world. Um, accents <laughs> are not my I'm mine, thing.
0: though. I need, to, I need to go call up to my friends so I can regain it. Because once
1: I hear them for a bit, then I get it back. Um, Greg wants to know if my heart would be able to handle a Bear and Shane team up. He's talking, of course, about Shady Shane Landrum, not Shane Rains. Uh, no, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Put, give me Bear with Shane or Bear with Devin. The, that would just be phew, incredible Ooh,
0: bear with devin would be dangerous like the, the i would be i would be worried for the mental health in that house if bear and devin teamed up
1: that's, if they teamed up oh my
0: god. On, honestly they'd have to have a psychiatrist on hand like they really would you'd have people having panic attacks all over the place like that's, you
2: that's
0: did you see that post in challenge fans or was it challenge talk someone goes oh, if CT or Bananas was still on the season, they would destroy Bear mentally. And then they would destroy him physically because it's only because there isn't Bananas and CT still in the house that Bear is somehow managing to, like, maintain his non-destruction. Are you out of your guys' minds? (laughs) The person that posted that needs to have some serious self-reflection.
1: Guys, we do need to talk about this. Um when it comes to like fans of the show the the only way that you can uh, refer to like the that you know generic like casual majority of viewers is is a wrestling term i mean challenge fans are marks they're people who buy what you're selling like bear is a villain and he wants to do all that shit and he wants people to hate him and then the challenge fans eat it up oh my god bear is so annoying you're a fucking mark if you think that you you know you're, you're you're missing the entertainment factor of it you're buying into it and that's what he wants
0: I like that kind of terminology because it's always in con artist type movies and shows, which is, I mean, that's that's like my favorite genre of anything to watch ever. Heists, you know, action shit that has no meaning. Anyway, so we go into some of the best lines of the... By the way, this this episode here had amazing quotes throughout. The
1: quotes are the just... The quotes months. are
0: fantastic, so we have to go through some of these. Uh, so, you know, we had Turbo who came in with a fantastic one. You have to cut his dick. I mean, that was just like insane... <laughs> You had Theo, who called Bear. You know he's no Mother Teresa, but like now he's pretty much screwed. Wes, your cousin's hot. I mean, this was like <laughs> back to back to back liners that you know, editing probably had a field day with all of these fantastic lines to put through. It was basically like a montage of incredible one-line hits from this whole season, broken down right yeah. to this episode.
1: Uh, Georgia dropped a great one. How does your cousin know my name? Uh, which, which I mean.
0: Oh yeah, that was hilarious. That the was The easy late.
1: answer. The easy answer is well, Georgia, you're on television. Of course my my cousin knows you. <laughs> well, that's a
0: stupid answer cuz it's filmed way before. <laughs> but anyways, honestly wow. like like this was just a prime moment in challenge history in terms of cheating. Did you see Alan's long thread on Twitter? Mhm. So for you guys that don't follow Alan, he's amazing, or Alon. Sorry, we call him Alon now in this. Yeah, he's Alon. Um, he's an amazing challenge writer. He does a lot of stuff on Medium. You can check out his content everywhere, also on Twitter. And he just posted a massive tweet thread of all of the best moments of cheaters in challenge history. So he had uh, Camilla and Tony on the bus. He had Tori and Jordan. You know, treating on Jarek, Derek. He had. Um, or the other good ones? Like, Christina and Tony on Bloodlines, which was hilarious. Did he put Cara and... I think he probably... He picture put Cara and... What's it called? What's his name? That one guy? Back of the bus? Oh, my Thomas. God. Thomas. Thomas. There we go. Yeah. Cara and Thomas. Like, they were just prime cheating moments in Challenge History. So, definitely go check out that thread. It's fucking hilarious. And, you know, this is one of those moments where we're all going to look back on... And at least some of us will be able to see the massive hypocrisy in the talent fan community because when other people cheat, we hate them. When other people cheat, we can't stay on the relationship. You know, when other people cheat, it's like, oh, end of the world. They're never going to make it. They're evil people, horrible humans. They don't deserve each other, or they do deserve each other because they're so horrible, blah, 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 blah. But yet, people still love Baron Georgia. People still love Georgia. And you have, you know, someone like Kara and Polly who are getting the world of shit for their situation. And even Tori and Jordan are still getting shit. Like, Two years later, they're madly in love, own a house together, and they're still getting, you know, it's just kind of nuts to me how yeah. a little bit of charisma can, I mean, it can, it can basically get you away with a whole lot. and I think that's what Bear has. He has this charisma syndrome where it's almost like nothing can faze him in this way.
1: Uh, we've got Greg with the old, old, old school reference in the comments. Greg, I was literally just watching Challenge All-Stars yesterday, and that does happen. Beth makes a pass at Sean. Um, bottom line, guys, don't ever stand a Challenge couple, unless it's Dan and Holly from Challenge 2000. Oh, fuck off. Everything, I stan
0: Tori and Jordan so hard. They are so cute. Uh,
1: I don't stand them because I don't like Tori, because she is the fake Tori. She is not the real Tori.
0: This is what I think about Calhoun's opinions. For all of you, it's my my opinion,
1: Shawnee. It's it's my opinion, Shawnee, right? That's that's how you you gotta hide behind your opinions. Oh it's,
0: well, it's, it's my opinion. You can't
1: disagree with my opinion. I can disagree I, with your opinion. You can't. It's my opinion. You can't disagree with it. Are you entitled to have your own opinion, Calhoun? We're, we're doing like the challenge fans comment section <laughs> on the podcast right now.
0: <laughs> have you seen that video that's arguing on the internet? It's so funny. It's like two dogs and um, they're yapping, and it's Ozzy Man reviews, and he he. It does like a whole voiceover of these two dogs and it's literally arguments and music. It's the funniest fucking thing ever. Oh, I've got a fucking lick. Send me a fucking lick. Will you send me the fucking lick? Oh my god, it's like has you creasing on the floor. It's hilarious. And you know what? Erlene perfect example of hypocrisy, right in our comment section. She goes, I love bear. That's okay. I accept this hypocrisy in myself. And You know, I think that's just what it is. You have that kind of charisma. You're someone who's just so enjoyable to watch on the screen, you get away with basically cheating. In other words, reality TV murder. Uh, So, you know, we move on from this whole bit and it seems like all is somewhat resolved in terms of, you know, it's sort of settled down and things like that. Of course, we find out later that it picks itself back up. But in between, we have the Daily Challenge. Now, this is a daily challenge that really spoke to my high school self because I used to play Tetris Battle all of the time in high school. <laughs> I was not sitting in AP Gov; I was sitting on my laptop playing Tetris Battle, alternating between harvesting my farm on Farmville.
1: <laughs> I don't know what to say to that, um, but I just imagine you in your in your Jewish school, you know, learning about sure, whatever, learning about like the Hola or whatever i was in ap
0: gov class i just said i wasn't learning about the holla and he means holla holla i don't i don't have that
1: that yeah i don't have that Lamb. that inflection (sighs) in my throat
0: say Hanukkah. Hanukkah.
1: Hanukkah. Hanukkah. my accent game is off tonight guys
0: Yeah, that's what happens when your name is Calhoun. So we get into the daily challenge. We have a very interesting setup going on. Lots of Tetris puzzle puzzle pieces in the water. We have, you know, the foreshadow from before early on in the episode where we see Dee learning how to swim. So then she, you know, that storyline is hyped up a lot throughout this moment. Uh, She's learning how to swim. Now she has a water challenge. It's like this great moment that could possibly lead to a cinderella story ending lots of good music to back it up as well um and this challenge breakdown in case you guys haven't seen it <laughs> hold on greg just dropped the funniest comment he goes shawnee ain't no hollaback girl <laughs> hold on that is so funny oh my god i'm actually dying right now okay Back to the challenge. So it's called Brain Freeze. There's like ridiculously cold water, but it's not even that cold for anybody who lives in wintry places. Uh, The partners have to run out into the water to grab their puzzle pieces one at a time. Obviously their team has one color of puzzle pieces they have to go after. There are these giant... 3D-looking Tetris pieces that they're going to have to assemble into this tower. So they have to alternate boy-girl, boy-girl, going out and getting all eight pieces until they can bring them back to their area and assemble them. And, you know, whoever, the top three to build their tower first are the ones who are in the tribunal. And, you know, I mean, this was This was a challenge where we also really got to see what Wes was talking about with the fact that there's really bad swimmers on the show. And we see that because Cam is the last one to bring her pieces.
2: And he mentioned
1: that. uh, Another thing that Wes mentioned that I want to point out to him, or that I want to point out on here is he talked extensively, essentially about how he whips his partners into shape uh, when they're on seasons. So, Ah, uh, Tina. I actually just got a haircut. Uh, yeah, you, know, you got a little, haircut. Left a little length on there, uh, but you know, trimmed up some other areas. Um, Wes mentioned how you know he would be running Teresa around, getting her ready. He he would just be training with his partners in a way uh that if they couldn't if they had a a problem running distance they then he would have them running distance now you see a shot of him teaching d how to swim and hold her breath honestly what he did is the smart thing to do like being comfortable with going under the water Mm. that's the key i think that's what scares people the most is going underwater and acting like they're just going to sink and drown you know getting them comfortable underneath the water is the way to go
0: are you did you learn how to swim I mean when you were really young or what was your what was your swim life like
1: Okay I'm really happy that you're bringing this up because <laughs> I have always had a chip on my shoulder about people that just can't fucking swim like what the hell guys yes I started taking swim lessons I think when I was 4 years old 3 4 years old mm. and um have always had pools in my life whether that be community pools whether that be going to the beach mm. going to a lake house um and you watch this show and it is astounding how many people can't swim. We talk about how people jump in the water, holding, plugging their nose. Who does I, this?
0: <laughs> I didn't, I actually didn't know that this many people didn't know how to swim yeah. because like you were four years old. I was like a few months, like the second yeah. that, you know, we all as kids were in the water literally before we were a year old, like just, you know, paddle, whatever, like was yeah. baby swim classes, all that kind of shit. Like our parents enrolled us in all of that. It was just so, it was a necessity. It was, it was never any question about it. It was like you learn how to swim. Everybody around me learned how to swim. And, you know, so as I got older, I realized that might be some, you know, somewhat related to privilege and having pools or having the ability to have people teach me and things like that, whatever. But I do think it's such a basic necessity in life. There are going to be so many instances, unless you live in like a freaking concrete box where... You might need to learn how to swim like what happens if you want to go on a cruise. That's a really important uh, thing to do.
1: <laughs> I uh in high school and some people will argue how long ago that was for me. Uh but um we had swim class in high school. You know, you had an actual swimming curriculum and they would test you at the beginning of the year and then they divided you into two classes essentially it was competent swimmers and then people that can't fucking swim. <laughs> and I was shocked looking back on that, reflecting with, with, with like a group of friends, I remember standing around with my group of friends, like, man, I really can't believe how many, you know, all right, people are assholes. I'm an asshole. I was, I would be like, I really can't believe like how many, how many losers couldn't swim that we went to school. (laughs) And literally like 75% of my group of friends looked at me and were like, yo, we were in the low swim class. Like, take it easy. And I'm just like, are you guys serious? You can't swim. It's honestly crazy.
0: It's crazy. I actually, it's actually hilarious how often that happens. Hi, Katya. I love you. One of my Colombian friends just said hello. Everybody say hola. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts to me how they go on these shows that are so intense. I mean, you have Irving in the comment section who just dropped that, that literally, okay, someone on Survivor, right, based, an island-based show can't swim. So this guy decided that it would be all right to go on a show surrounded by water with, like, a heavy focus on water and not know how to swim. I just think that that's so fucking nuts. Also, you know, something else that people have to remember when it comes to, like, appearing on these shows and on these challenges, and, you know, Wes talked about this a lot on his interview, and it really rings true during these moments, is these people aren't there to compete, right? A lot of them aren't, especially nowadays. Yeah. And it just shows more and more throughout all of this kind of process. And, you know, I I honestly think it adds a little touch of hilarity when people fuck up on the challenges. But this isn't hilarity. This is like personal safety. <laughs> <And>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> somebody commented that uh, Dee was traumatized. She almost drowned, whatever. Like, I almost drowned a few times when I was a kid. There was one time I think I was maybe like four or five years old. I almost drowned in a jacuzzi and my sister came and rescued me while all the adults were inside. And it's like, She'll never live it. She'll never let me live it down. Like this is like the big story of the family. Tova saved my life. You know, like without <laughs> Tova, I wouldn't be alive. And, you know, the parents, like they were all inside, big barbecue, da da da. Like I've heard all the bullet points of this so many times. But that should be no excuse. If you almost drowned, the one thing you should learn how to do extra is how to swim, so that doesn't happen again.
1: Um, it re- like the thought of having a child unattended buy a body of water that doesn't know how to swim or doesn't have some kind of life safety instruction, uh, it's terrifying. I may or may not be bringing a child into this world, and the thought of that is fucking terrifying. I will never have uh, uh, someone in, in my family ill-equipped to swim. And um, <laughs> one thing I will, I, one thing I did note though, we were all denied the pleasure. Of watching Leroy participate in this challenge Um, Mm. for once I I found myself wishing that Leroy and Shailene were still in the house because I really wanted to see Leroy tackle this tackle the ocean
0: I, I think Leroy would have done better than Cam though in this situation it's I don't know it just seems a little bit off anyways let's move on into the more good stuff right we have the actual challenge happening first place, who takes it away? Wes and Dee, a very, you know, Cinderella finish. There are lots of music going on. That's, you know, quite, woo, this is happening. The person who couldn't swim now won the challenge. Everyone's very excited. Second place, Nani and Turbo. I'm kind of getting a little sick of this because it's clear that Turbo is the one who's fully carrying this team. And I don't know. I just feel like were, there's a lot of, like, I would have rather Leroy be with a beast female partner and be a little bit carried throughout this season than have somebody like Nani be carried throughout this season. It's a personal preference. Nothing really against Nani. I just don't really want to have, I don't know. I just feel like it's a bit of a waste of carrying somebody through like i would have rather amanda be carried through this fucking season to finally get herself a win you know i don't oh
1: amanda and turbo would have been awesome nani swap the nani and josh would have been entertaining as hell and then amanda and turbo i would have been in for that yeah that would have been true that that would have been a good a nice little duo there um
0: third
2: (laughs) place
1: (laughs) earlene early and that's our secret weapon running wild through the comment section we love when steven carmichael comes to town that's yeah. why we always tag him.
0: what's up steven all right so then we got third place theo and Kara. you know it's it's uh hard to say who's gonna win these anymore i don't know how people are doing power rankings at all for this season because there's so many teams swapping in and out of this tribunal so many teams with the potential to swap in and out of this tribunal and it seems like, you know, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Finals are coming up. And this is a pretty intense group competition-wise.
1: Man, Kara and Theo getting third was lame because they get third and it's like, okay, here we go. Another scene where Cara talks about Kyle and Cara. Uh, for all the charisma that bear has car really doesn't have that much fucking charisma. (laughs) Uh, Like she's not that good. She scripts her lines too. And, uh, whatever, move on as Steven wants us to
0: they they all script their lines these days uh you know and i think the thing with me is is i really like theo so it's hard for me to root fully against them because i'm such a bear fan and theo and bear are so close and so it's just like i feel like i'm stuck between a rock and a hard place and know, yeah, at the end of the day i'm much more pro theo than i am anti Kara. that's for sure because he's from fucking love island the two love islanders have made it this far in the game like it's just, such an ass- it's just It's amazing to me that I've been talking about getting these guys on this show for so long. They come on, and not only are they entertaining, but they're incredible competitors and doing so much better than I could have ever expected. It just feels very, there's like this internal satisfaction that comes from watching them do good. So, I like that. Although, I would like to see Kyle and Maddie win more of these challenges. It seems like they're really not living up, even remotely, to their potential.
1: I don't think Maddie is. I think Kyle is killing it. Like he looks in shape. He, uh, I I think he's been performing really well. Maddie, and you have to kind of blame uh, Alan on this. Uh, Alan, the writer for medium. I mean, he hyped Maddie as a possible like Laurel 2.0. So when you come in with that kind of a, of a hype job, you got to actually bring it. And she hasn't really yet, aside from her elimination, which wasn't that hard of an elimination to win anyways, when you look at her competition.
0: We have a comment that's a little bit confusing to me in the comment section. Olivia, if you can please clarify, who's the horse girl and who's the dwarf boy? I don't actually know who she's I, I think that's,
1: that's uh, she's probably talking about Paulie and Kara or Kara and Paulie.
0: Ah, ah, I see what you're saying. Okay, okay, interesting, interesting.
1: I, th- I think Paulie lied about his height when he was on our show. Did, didn't he say, what did he say, he was like 5'8", five, 5'9"? Five, yeah, why? I call bullshit on that that's pretty that's not like that tall though i love that i love that i always talk about people's height on our show and then you always <laughs> talk about like jewish stuff we we have like a couple things that we go back and forth with i'm definitely a height truther um when it comes to the challenge i want to say johnny johnny's probably like five seven five eight and paulie's probably five six maybe he ain't five nine
0: i don't know i i could see paulie being more like a five eight I mean, who knows? I'm a really bad height judge of character because everybody to me is just taller. (laughs) I see everything from
1: down low. (laughs) We've never met in person, but I've uh, I've heard and seen enough to know that you're short as fuck.
0: Yes, and your personality small as fuck. Okay, so we go into voting and tribunal. Da-da-da-da-da. You know, they walk in there. It's like, welcome to Judges Day. I think that's what Theo said, which is really hilarious. Um, these seem like pretty simple deliberations, nothing too crazy as they're walking in there. I mean, I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like there's as much drama now because they're getting down to the point where there's so few teams to put up. And hold on,
1: Shawnee, real quick. I'm sorry, guys. I I do need to address this in the comment section. Don't ever trust what online says about height. Like that's that's a classic trope, guys. Like people fudge their height. Basketball players' height is always fudged like uh you know Allen Iverson was always billed as being six foot but he's he's legit like five nine you know like basketball players always yes yes athletes always fudge their height by an inch or two that's that's a classic trope and people who are on the challenge they do the same thing and we've always said one thing I always point to is that Mark Long on that show looked like a tall motherfucker he looked like an Adonis of a man which he is but he's only, like, six one, six two, And I will never forget the picture of Billy and Mark Long where Billy <laughs> is fucking towering over him.
0: Billy's 6'4". And yeah, he, so that, he, was, he was taller than all of them. Taller than CT. taller, yeah, taller than, the than whole CT. Gang. Yeah. yeah that, How that, tall is CT? Like, like six one.
1: Yeah, ct's probably yeah like an inch or so smaller than Mark Long, if I had to guess.
0: Yeah, I my opinion on Devin has really changed since finding out he was so tall. Like that guy just got way hotter because I never thought he was that tall. You can't see it that well on screen. It's hard. He's got some
1: height. Yeah, remember when when Devin and Camilla had a showmance? That goes forgotten.
2: Oh my god.
1: Devin and Devin and Camilla was a thing, guys.
2: We have to talk about that.
0: That's hilarious. <laughs> Nobody ever talks about that.
1: Yeah, Devin and Camilla. It happened. Devin and Camilla for exes. Let's do it. Oh, my God.
0: I actually... Like, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I would like to see her back on the show. I think that there is... I, I think she has something to val you know of value to bring to the show. I think she's also changed a lot since being on the show, since having her really intense emotional outburst. I've recently been confronted with a lot of mental health you know issues around me in my personal life not like myself but for close friends and family and so i've seen what so much of that can do to a person and how it can really drive them crazy and watching somebody overcome that and you know growing i think she still has a lot of um addressing to do when it comes to what happened on the challenge but if she did i think it would be a cool character it would be a cool character development to watch on our screen from this person who you know was really you know had a really really low moment in their life where their ignorance was at an all-time high and you know them and their moral structure was at an all-time low and to come back and redeem themselves that's something that we need to see we need examples of that in our world so people can also grow with themselves
1: i would be okay with a camilla comeback and a camilla redemption story but i will not stand for camilla and Cara being on the same season i am not going to watch them play grab ass with each other uh, yeah uh wait, worst alliance wait wait, ever. wait wait
0: theory though because in my opinion because camilla is now hanging out with like the tories of the world she's sort of in that realm now what would you think about if she came back and she was actually fighting with cara the whole season
1: i heard cara kissing tory's ass on challenge mania i think she's she she's like johnny man she butters up to everyone you know anyone that she considers a vet that's who she butters up to and she goes with so
0: that is true i I see i
1: see her i see her working i see her working
0: yeah although i will say this like i think it'd be cool if she came back and gone nothing for an appearance so it'd be like i'm here to actually just compete and that would be interesting mtv's not gonna like butter my bread because i you know i really made a severe severe fucking mistake like this is purely because i want to compete i want to redeem myself and i think that'd be a kind of cool that'd be cool like that'd be a cool moment in challenge history
1: okay that's a controversial topic uh people in the comments section uh definitely a lot of people not wanting camilla back and that's what we're here to do is bring the controversy
0: yeah, definitely a lot of people. But you know what? People said that they wouldn't watch if Johnny got sent home either, and the ratings have gone way up. So
2: <laughs> yes,
1: you have. never
0: know what would happen on this show. Uh, uh,
1: Greg, Greg, I fucking love, love, <laughs> love that. Um, and yeah, if you guys are not following the Challenge Maniacs group, Greg oh does this day in Challenge history, and it's literally a staple of my morning. Or, you know, whenever it goes up, I will check Challenge Maniacs every day to see what the anniversary is. And then it just reminds me of, you know, just a great moment in my life watching this shit. And the other day was the Camilla Spring Break Challenge incident where she eats the jalapeno. And that is on YouTube. If you guys have never seen it. It's on YouTube? Yes. It's fucking incredible. She's freaking out. Susie's there trying to, like, get her medical assistance and it's just a precursor it's like oh my god that is camilla somebody
0: somebody find camilla jalapeno link right now and drop that in here because that is hilarious and everybody has to fucking watch that that is so funny honestly
1: that's gold daily motion (laughs) great yeah 9 a.m eastern time every morning this day in challenge history it's always the good shit guaranteed
0: Okay, back to the deliberations, back to tribunal, blah, 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 blah. Um, we get bear, 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 more bear. He's like, Wes comes down. This is the point where I think he's actually really interesting because in terms of mental play, we finally see Wes really crack. He goes and puts his hands on Bear, and in that moment, it's like you could see it's almost as if a sibling is antagonizing the other sibling to the point where that other sibling is, like, right in their face, like, oh, I just want to kill you right now. That was Wes, to Bear, and a little bit more of anger of anger from Wes's side, and I think he would have snapped and hit him. I mean, that was a really close call.
1: I'm, I'm really surprised at the way that Wes and Bear are getting on. And I think it's just a symptom of the way that the game is played out, the way that the alliances and the strategy have gone, because in another world, you know, Bear is Wes's right-hand man. Like, Bear would be to Wes what Hunter is to Wes. But Wes is playing a different kind of of game from that. And the way everything's lined up, like, he has to focus all his energy on Bear. So they're having negative interactions with each other.
0: Mm. And you can see it. I mean, you can see him just get – I wonder what would have happened if Devin was on this season challenging Bear's mental play while backing up Wes. It would be an interesting dynamic.
1: Yeah, Devin would side with Wes. Um, I want to see Devin side with Bear, so if they're going to do a season together, we we better make sure Wes isn't on it. I want to see Devin and Bear all out.
0: That'd be hilarious. Okay. So then we get the night out, they go clubbing. Woo. We got Hunter and Nani, Nani, Hunter, Hunter, Nani, Nani, Hunter. I don't know about you guys, but the least attractive thing to me is having to calm someone down. That's like in a stressed out, emotional frenzy over something that is literally irrelevant to life. Like having to say to someone, no, don't be so stressed out. Like you were just angry and being an asshole in the moment. Like here let me pet you it's just as I don't know how Nani is dealing with Hunter when she's so much older and so much more mature how can you possibly tolerate that like she's lowering herself so much to have to console this kid right now I mean
1: it's it's all strategy based for Nani that's that's her game um but the first thing that stood out to me on the night out and it's the most important thing we need to discuss there was a scene um, I think it was a Hunter and Nani scene where they're dancing. And then in the background, you see other people dancing. And you see Ninja, I'm sorry, Natalie dancing. Uh, and I'm going to put dancing in air quotes. This girl has zero rhythm. Go back and watch it, guys. Ninja Natalie cannot dance. Um, I'm going to put my my quote on that. I'm going to put my stamp on it uh she can't Uh, dance
0: taylor swift also can't dance and she's a multi-millionaire so
1: damn right you're damn right she can't dance but i mean she made like a gimmick out of it Uh, ninja natalie she does exactly what i expect her to do in the club all right we've all seen these kind of people in the club she's doing just kind of some awkward i would love for you to
0: come to a side trans party because you would look like the odd motherfucker i would just be like wow calhoun can't dance guys
1: Shani, I don't know what the fuck you just even said, but I will say that I can dance facts times 100.
0: Mm, yeah, but you can't Psytrance dance. There's a big difference.
1: Psytrance. Yeah, I'm going to have to Google that shit. That's, that's wild.
0: <laughs> All right. So then we have Bear basically setting up the bear trap for Hunter and Georgia, which I thought was genius because he initiated something. <laughs> that led to them approaching him about the whole situation getting Georgia to come talk to him instead of around. <clears throat> this guy should be like a negotiator
1: at this point I was on the floor laughing
2: because Bear
1: <laughs> looks at Hunter and says hey Hunter you're a little bitch <laughs> fucking dying I'm sorry that phrase is really funny to me I really appreciated it <laughs>
0: honestly the whole that whole moment was so funny because it was exactly as bear wanted and expected hunter blew up showed his cards for being you know a hot, hot head, can't control his emotions unleashes really shitty words on people when he gets a little bit stressed which is exactly what he did on ashley the season prior and exactly why he lost some, well not why he lost the money but the main reason that was then used for the PR reason of why he lost the money. And so he's just doing it again, falling back into these traps of being a young kid. And what was, what was, um, what did Wes, what did Wes say? He,
1: he, goes, oh, he, he was like, it, it, a challenge isn't one with this. It's not one with these. It's one with this.
0: Yeah. And then he goes, you're acting like a young, not cool person right now. And that yeah. was so, it's just like exactly what I was thinking when I was watching Hunter blow up because, How could you not grow from, from having done all this stuff already? Like it's, it's like he comes back and dives right back into the same patterns. It's just a little bit lame. And also it really fucks up his game. And I don't think he realizes to what extent it fucks up his game.
1: Well, Wes was, that was a classic mentor tactic. Wes is actually currently dealing with a, uh, it's a survivor dilemma. It's a survivor trope. It's someone who is in a position to run the game and they One of the strategies they employ is to align themselves with a wild card, who Mm. will make themselves look better at the end. But the wild card also has the potential to blow their shit up. So Wes is aligning himself with Hunter. He's trying to carry Hunter, but Hunter is still very immature in a lot of ways, where he's really—it's really easy to make him go off, which he's already Mm -hmm. done uh, twice this season, at least. Um, He's just (sighs) he, he. he doesn't it's, have it's the strength.
0: He doesn't have the mental yeah. strength.
1: The mental strength, exactly. And he hasn't grown from that. And that's the same thing we've seen with Nelson. Nelson's been the same way. Very and it's like when, true. when these guys have success, it's because they have veterans carrying the mental game for them, which was Shane and Nelson last year. There's my reference. Uh, last season, Irving, there's my reference. Um, <laughs> and Wes and Hunter this year.
0: Well, you know, with Nelson, a lot of times it gets physical. And so I think that's one thing that Hunter has over Nelson is the fact that often hunters fight while stupid and paint massive targets on him. They don't get physical as quickly as Nelson's do. You know, I, I just, I find it so silly that you can watch back. You can watch your game tape back, you know, after leaving these seasons and still not grow from those mistakes. And, you know, in this moment, it's like a fight that was essentially created out of thin air bear through a few lines out there that weren't even oh, gonna great. happen and ignited this whole mess that then led to a lot of people looking at 100 in a way. And in terms of having somebody who's a big target in your alliance and strategy, it's a great big brother strategy that I am confused why more people don't use and more often, which is having somebody who's a massive target be like your pair or your main alliance member because then when they want to target you guys, they're going for that person. Like You always have to be weaker than your alliance member, especially when it comes to comps and things like that. And so it's funny to me that that now we're on the challenge we're seeing that sort of you know roll over a little bit I don't know if Wes is really thinking that I do think Wes wants someone with a level head he just sees Hunter outside of the house and sees how calm cool and collected he can be and you know under the stress of the challenge house it's pretty apparent that Hunter can't maintain his outside persona in the house
1: well let us let uh let that point lead us into what I thought legit was probably the best strategic move in the entire episode. Let's talk about this fucking veteran move. They get back to the house from being out at the club and Nani immediately diffuses the situation. She, instead of letting Hunter stand around and wait and get in a drunken fight with Bear, Nani immediately takes Hunter into the other room and fucks him. And Wow. That What a genius move. She's like, listen, I'm going to do my nanny stuff right now, okay? I'm not going to let this this ally of mine get into a fight and go home like Corey did last season. I'm going to take him in the other room. I'm going to distract him with my lady stuff. And then he's just going to pass out and wake up in the morning. Genius move, props to Nani.
0: It was That's- genius, and it would have been even more genius if she had continued it into an entire morning of morning sex so that we <laughs> he could wake up and fuck up shit. <laughs> and start with
2: Georgia again.
0: Further. So I totally agree with that for sure. Nani knew that she had to just get him into bed because otherwise he was going to go off and continue going off. So, you know, she sort of helped a little bit. You know, we'll, we'll call it a, a 50-50. It worked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here's what I'll say about Nani. She she isn't doing anything different this season. She's doing she's playing the game that she usually plays. Um, she's doing some of her signature moves, like that was a, that was an expert politicking move. But she's just more refreshed. The difference right now is that she took time off. She's standing really well politically, and she's pretty much performing at the same level. So overall, positive addition to the season um But you do need to see if she is going to actually get over the hump and win a season. She's going to have to step it up in a way that we haven't seen her before.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, from the next week preview, I think we have, you know, a formatting issue that's going to present itself for Nani moving on. so Yeah,
1: really, really didn't like that, by the way. I'm sure uh, we'll talk about it.
0: We'll talk about it. Okay. So, then we have Georgia who basically goes back into a bear's arms is like, make me feel better. I'm really stressed. And, you know, I think we've all been there and no one's giving Georgia too much shit, at least not you know as much shit as they were giving Kara for going back to Polly. So another interesting moment of hypocrisy in the town and, but you know, it makes you love the fandom when you see this kind of because it gives you something to continuously look at and it's just like that's part of our it's part of our personality traits. Like how we like Bear because it's a little bit annoying. We love the challenge fandom because you can rock up into any challenge fans comment section and essentially predict the whole damn thread. And I mean the whole damn thread. So I think it's like a nice little feature we have going on. Um, and also did you catch the music that was playing when Georgia went back to Bear and it was mm-hmm. like um, going to let me, what's that song? Ruin my life, ruin my life, and
2: mm-hmm. Shit, I, I, I don't know
0: what it's called.
1: I, I, I love that uh, we're on the same wavelength with that. I, I love the musical cues. I always mention that music used to play such a big part in the show. I, I mentioned earlier on this episode that I was, you know, legit watching uh, Challenge All-Stars uh, season one. Um, uh, well, Road Rules All-Star, Real World All-Stars, whatever, season one yesterday. And when you look back on MTV at that time, music plays such a big role. There's music constantly like current music from that time going through the episode for all the cuts there's music piled on top of of each other and it's so much different nowadays where it's not you know the shows aren't used as a promotional tactic to get certain music out there anymore
0: it's not the same there's not the same links to the music industry you know it's not really music tv anymore now olivia dropped an interesting comment saying that bear was only with this girl for three weeks but i heard that they were living together and had been together you know with together had been together for a few months. So, Olivia, if you got other sources or links, drop that in there as well. I, I was actually initially confused as to how Bear had moved in with a girl because of his reputation. Like, who's moving in with that guy?
1: I'm actually on Bear's side with this. Like, there's no proof that we have that it wasn't his cousin.
0: Oh, shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> so, I'm gonna stand by it. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, here you have it, guys. The, another, You're basically a flat earther right now. Like, this is like, yeah. it's Bear's cousin. That's the conspiracy uh, theory. Uh,
1: conspiracy theory. It was Bear's cousin. So, prove me wrong.
0: We'll drop that into the conspiracy thread on challenge fans. Yeah. Um, okay, so then from this moment, you know, Hunter, obviously we said he blows up again, blah, blah, blah. He just sort of continues the fight, really makes it worse for himself. And this is actually a fight that then, you know, I, I am reminded of when I then see the next week's episode where we have the formatting change. So these kind of fights are not beneficial for people to be having. And it's, it's a little bit of a shame that he's sort of fucking up his game this way when it's really not that. Like, he doesn't have to get that mean. He could have stopped. I think there's a quote that, that resonates really well to the situation, which is, stop making mistakes just because you spent so long doing them. Or stop making, stop making the mistake just because you spent so long making it, you know? And it's, you don't have to keep on making the same shitty decision just because you just spent an entire night making that shitty decision. You could have woken up the next day and been like, oh, I was wrong. I'm so sorry. You know, like, I fucked up. I fucked up. I'm sorry. That's it.
1: Yeah, Hunter issued Georgia. Uh, I believe it's a Curb Your Enthusiasm concept. The non-apology apology. Um, hey, hey, Georgia. Um, sorry that things got heated last night, but uh, I completely stand by what I said, and you were actually wrong. <laughs> and then it just kind of goes off from there. It
0: just—it's just like the worst way to apologize to somebody who's like an emotional, in an emotional, emotionally vulnerable state of that. About- you know, that moment. How how are you going to go and do that? Also, does not Hunt again, this goes back to the whole he doesn't learn thing, because shouldn't he know by now that's not the way to say sorry to someone in the challenge house? Like, you're trying to diffuse, diffuse, diffuse when it's your partner. That's it.
1: He is a, he's a bit of a thick-headed individual. He's really got to improve that mental game.
0: Facts, facts, facts. Okay, so then we move on. We go right into the killing floor, and this one is exciting. We have an OG challenge elimination, back to the elimination stage. One of my all-time favorites, you know, apparently one of TJ's all-time favorites. It's a basic all-out pole wrestling competition, and, I mean, I was excited for this.
1: I was really excited, too. When, When you see the classics... Uh, it really does get you fired up. Now, I don't abide by it the same way. You know, if you talk to certain people, I, I would say the, the the majority opinion held on the pages and within the community is like, oh, pole wrestle and hall brawl or you know, just the two, not only the greatest things about the show, but like the defining characteristic of, of who's the best. Like mm. people people use hall brawl as the measuring stick on who's the best, which I think is a flawed but uh, I don't metric.
0: Li- I, I think hall brawl is... is- <clears throat> I don't think Hall Brawl should be in that category. I love I love it as an elimination, but I don't think it's a good way to judge how good somebody is. I
1: think Hall Brawl and Pole Wrestle both can be epic if the matchup is equal. Um, and that's really what it comes down to. But if you get a situation where you have Wes going up against Big Easy, you already know what's going to okay, happen.
0: Yeah, but no, no, I actually disagree with that because in one of my favorite Hall Brawls ever was CJ versus Zach. And that was one of the greatest battles. And it was a moment that could have potentially flipped the game and changed Battle the Seasons. And I was so sad that CJ couldn't pull that one out because it showed that skill can factor in and it's not just size oriented. For sure. And he managed to get through Zach, who, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, obviously Big Easy is a different sort of breed of human being. But if CJ could get through Zach, who's easily as big I don't know. I think there's something to be said for that in terms. Of I would.
1: Film. I would say that the caveat there obviously is that CJ had a football background, and and that uh, that is what made it so fa- fascinating. Is that once you saw him come out and win that first round, you're like, oh shit, this mm. guy actually knows what he's doing in that kind of drill. Well, and um, he's
0: a martial artist, which I think yeah. I think lended himself really well to that challenge because yeah. you know you get
1: low. But we've seen some we've seen some epic pole wrestle matches before. Uh one of my favorites that always stood out to me was in Battle of the X's when Abe and Kara went up against Emily and Ty. And I, I just remember like I was so invested in that Abe and Kara team. Guys, hear me out. Like this is when I loved Kara. Kara and Abe was my shit. And I wanted them to win that so bad. And Abe goes out there fighting. And then Kara just gets her fucking ass whooped. And uh you know, they really didn't have a chance.
0: I love Emily so much. Honestly, yep. I really wish she would have come back. We need some of that kind of competition. We
1: might need Emily on season 34. Stay tuned, guys. We're going to be talking about that in like 10 minutes. Stay tuned. Okay,
0: so the actual elimination, everybody knows what pole wrestle is, but the twist, the rules for this particular one uh, is you have to, each team, it's first to three. So it's basically a matter of you basically have to get you know a girl girl's heat guys heat and then girls heat and then you're done you won and they were pretty close to having a clean sweep in terms of Yvonne and Bear you know they were right there I was were you surprised that they chose for everybody out there who hasn't watched yet they chose Jenna and Gus to go against were you surprised with that decision
1: it was like a nice troll job (laughs) was he was (laughs) he knew the whole time he wasn't calling in hunter in georgia and then he trolls everyone and and even what he said to nani when he's like well nani now i'm gonna go after you know i'm gonna go after one of your own and you're thinking the first thing that i I didn't even think like oh nani's best friend jenna i was thinking oh the guy that nani fucked last night uh hunter
2: oh i was
1: thinking
0: jenna how did you not think jenna
1: uh because bear is a genius like he knows how to manipulate my thoughts and and keep me away from what's really going on and then he said Jenna and Gus and I loved it and then we get ladies and gentlemen go back rewind it go go to your DVRs rewatch the episode and watch what happens bear says Jenna and Gus and literally granted I'm sure editing played a small role in it but within seconds of them saying that Gus jumps in with the line that he had been working on all night because he had a feeling that they might get called in, so he's like, "Okay, if we get called in, I'll have this scripted line ready to go, and I'll actually get camera time, and maybe they'll even ask me back because it'll be so good and then he put his his uh his noggin to work and he came up with his line about uh bear kissing his cousin, oh you cousin kiss oh, you cousin kissing motherfucker or, or whatever yeah
0: yeah, yeah, you cousin kissing motherfucker, which is just hilarious and obviously everyone knows it's not even true he
1: he he delivers it with zero charisma he delivers it like he's reading the like like he was reading the line off a cue card it's it's hilarious
0: okay so i didn't i didn't are you guys maybe people can drop some insight in the comment section about floribama shore's fan base because i had no idea people were that into gus in the challenge and i mean it, it's like on twitter and stuff people are posting gus is my favorite challenger gus best new rookie uh. what has he done this season other than bang his head against something and bleed that has been even remotely challenge worthy or impressive in any way i mean it's just so weird that people are actually acting like this guy is you know, the next great challenger. What has he done? Honest, I'm, I'm, it's a genuine question. He's literally done nothing. And it's so strange that people are ferociously rooting for him. And also, you know, this is a perfect example of why Bear has charisma and why Gus doesn't. Where was the energy during that elimination? When, Bear, when, when Gus and Jenna were cheering for each other, it was like, go Gus, good job. <laughs> go Jenna, keep it yep. up. Go, okay, good job. Devon and Barrett's like, get it, Devon, don't fucking quit. Like, at it, just killing each other, constantly rooting for each other, screaming, so much passion. I I mean, you have Wes saying knee her in the forehead and Jenna is, you know, deer in headlights, not saying a word and Devon is like, what, what? Okay, knee in, okay, okay, put your knee oh, in her head. Okay, okay, like, there's passion, there's actually emotion there, you can't actually care. I mean, it's it's almost, we don't really lose much by having John and Gus go home.
1: They wanted it so much more. And I, I like that you bring that up about the way that they're cheering for each other on the sidelines. And they're showing that genuine passion because it reminds me of Abe cheering for his brother on bloodlines. And that crazy, like when he like busts himself over, that crazy uh elimination where abe is is like going fucking nuts on the sidelines cheering for his brother and i don't really get so much of a thrill out of watching like the cast members above who aren't participating in the elimination cheer but i do pay attention to the teams that are involved and that hearing bear cheering for her in the way he does like it just he's playing a mental game even in that he's getting in the person's head that's competing and he's giving his partner just that extra edge and uh they both you know, they, they both got the job done. Bear, it, if Bear didn't win that first round, yeah, like Bear won that first round and it was kind of crafty the way he did it. Like he mm. had Gus just off balance a little bit and he took advantage of the fact that Gus is a doofus and <laughs> Gus's hands slipped off it when he was trying to go for a big wrench. Um, and that round was crucial to get them ahead to start. And then Dave Davon just took it from there.
0: Um, so, we have to do a little quick shout out because we have a CNN journalist and reporter watching us, Amanda Jackson. Pleasure to have you aboard. So, apparently they, apparently, they have renewed Floor Bear for season three. At least that's the rumor that's been going around. People can confirm or deny that uh, in the comment section. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I mean, in a way, this show, the choice to choose Jenna and Gus to me showed a lot of smarts on Bears part he was sharp in the fact that he's not letting the day-to-day drama this sort of you know girl or girlfriend cousin whatever situation that's going on blind him from the end goal which is i have to keep my brits in the house because those are the people who through and through will be there for me and of course what we'll talk about later sets them up for the future for, you know, for the future format changes that are going to come. And so by him choosing Jenna and Gus, a team with not a single Brit on it, no allegiances to the Brits whatsoever, he has his head in the game. He is pretending like he doesn't, making everybody seem he's, like, making these crazy emotional decisions, but he's actually not. That was a really smart move. And once again, the Brits come out on top, and a non-British team goes home, and these guys are stacked now. What are they, like, oh eight yeah for the team's?
1: Yeah, there's not a lot of non-British teams left, so they're gonna be getting gunned for. Um I I think that Bear is just he proved tonight he's the anti-hunter. He he doesn't play uh this like thick-headed 100% yeah, uh, you, you know, like like showing off his dick kind of game. It's the um, anti-hunter.
0: It's a great way mm-hmm. of putting at it. Let
2: me see here.
0: Okay, so we basically have, you know, the the back and forth during this thing, just, you know, in case you guys haven't watched, the rundown of how it all went down. Bear wins the first round, gets really crafty in that moment. Uh, Gus kind of just lets go. You know, he acts as if it's a fluke, but obviously it wasn't. And Devon wins her next round. She kills that. You know, you see Jenna flip her over, and she still manages to hold on. Super, super impressive. And then Bear, losing some steam, loses in that round, but doesn't lose his confidence whatsoever holds a lot of confidence in his partner still. Davon goes out there. She kills that last one. And they, you know, they win three to one in an impressive pole wrestling match between the three of them or the four of them. And so, you know, this was this was a pretty awesome elimination to watch. And I, I think because the way it was set up, the amount of time that they aired the elimination was also really good. It didn't feel like we missed too much, like a lot of other comps we've had. And we got to see what sheer willpower and confidence can do for a person. And always fun to watch someone with a little bit of arrogance fall and Gus with his arrogance thinking he could stand up to bear and, you know, thinking he was almighty and much better. And you just see the light flicker a little bit in his eyes and realize that, you know, not all is rainbows on the challenge.
2: Yeah, I
1: think reality set in for Gus that he's not going to be asked back on the show. So... Oh, yeah, I don't know run. about that.
0: I don't know about well, that. I think he will be asked back.
1: They've got <laughs> no reason to use this guy.
0: Well, Irving just dropped in the comments that apparently when uh, he posted about Gus being on the challenge, there was a lot of, you know, the big influx in Floor Bear Mashore fans who were watching the challenge for the first time. So I do think that that's a factor. I do think I'll consider that. And I also, hopefully, my dream is to see Jeremiah on the challenge because he's huge.
1: I would want to see uh, Kodai on the challenge. That that would be, um, I think that's what we need.
0: <laughs> Apparently, Jeremiah is really nicely built, too. He's like about, you know, over six foot, great athleticism. Uh, he could be, I don't know what his personality is too much. I honestly only watched the first, I think, five or so episodes of Floor Shore ever, and I didn't continue it much after, but It'd be interesting to see, you know these are the kind of people that we want to have you know rolling through. We get new viewers, get ratings up it's It's all beneficial for us for sure, but you know to act as if he was this massive personality on the show is just false. This was the first day we got a few interviews from him, and, eh, like we said you know many times in this episode, it was all pretty forced. We have a string of fantastic quotes here uh, that we got. So we have Bear to Gus saying give me a hug before it all starts off, which is hilarious. You know, you see Gus shoo him away. Then you have Bear, who's like Bear by name, Bear by nature, rar, thought that was great. Then you have Georgia, who after Bear wins that first round, goes, Bear, you won. And then, and then Bear goes, pimp. And I was dying at that moment. Creasing it was absolutely hilarious. And then we lead in to next week's preview.
1: Okay, I have several thoughts on next week's preview. Uh, the thing that stood out to me most that I loved was Nani dressing down Kara. Um, thank you. Give me more of that. Give me Nani saying, I haven't, I haven't played in four years, and I don't know what the hell happened to you in, in that time. Okay, Nani, please. Uh, I, I will praise Nani as a true queen if she puts Kara in her place. I want to see it
0: okay but uh, in the exact opposite way you could say if somebody is the exact same person they were four years ago what the fuck have you been doing for four years has no like no personal growth has happened whatsoever in your life so in a way it'd be a little bit weird if somebody was like wow you're exactly the same like you've not changed or improved you're the same human being
1: okay Kara stan
0: not a Kara stand, just a rational stand. Oh, mm. uh, I can't believe you just call me that. Watch out, Maria <laughs> Defender is about to be Shawnee <laughs> Sweet Defender. Oh,
1: uh, how, how about the fact that Marie Kara Defender is still an active Twitter account? Like you'd think that the gimmick would have died for them. I was just looking at their account today.
0: Oh, ah, uh, she's the one I love. That's one of my yeah. favorite stands.
1: She's uh, actually I, great. She's great. I was looking through, like, man, I was. It just hit me. I was like, what? Is, what is Marie Kara Defender doing at this point? Like, I'm sure that they had a tough tough time these last couple of weeks but
0: probably You're doing all right you know the whole point is that in her in her eyes or at least what she explained to me is that you know she's a stand of both marie and Kara. so you know you can be stands of opposing characters and i think that's kind of a cool idea i like that
1: maybe she can try and uh work them back together marie Kara, defender can mediate it
0: definitely makes between Kara and cool. marie um, okay, so in the next preview, we also get the formatting change that we've been alluding to this whole episode, which is dun, 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 dun. they are no longer teams and they become individuals at one point or another, you know, in the next few episodes. I'm excited about that. You seem to not be a fan.
1: That sucks. Why? We, we have this whole beautiful dynamic going with these teams. The teams are working together, the teams have, like, the, we've got the alliances formed, we've got everything going here. And now they're going to do every person for themselves again. Is there going to be a male and a female winner? Or is it going to be like a one winner thing like Vendetta's? How how are they going to do it?
0: I could see why that would be annoying after in terms of determining the winner. What I'm hoping is that they've learned their lessons from Vendetta and that it won't be the same lame final situation that we saw there. And hopefully we will have, you know, two winners like it used to be. Male and a female winner, a male and a female second place, a male and a female third place. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see, I don't want to see them, you know, have to do a whole final and then everything resets and then have a puzzle. Like that's not that's not gonna be enjoyable for anybody.
1: I just I enjoy teams having to overcome the weaknesses that each of their partners bring to the table and the balance that the teams provide. Okay, you've got uh you've got a pairing such as hunter in georgia where hunter is kind of an ass and will will lose his head but then you've got georgia and georgia has to like overcome that or hunter at first thinking like okay i'm strong and i've got a partner who i don't really know what she has in the tank but then georgia proving oh she's got all this heart and they come together Ah, uh, Bear and Devon Bear and Davon have just been okay. But gold. you're
0: acting—you're acting like that hasn't happened throughout the whole season. It's not like we lose all that character development just because now all of a sudden they change the format. I do hear what you're saying that the team dynamic is obviously really interesting. It adds some more fascinating. All,
1: all I'm saying is, if if we get a final where it's like Cara going up against Bear, and then you've got equalizers and shit. I'm just saying, like, that, that would suck.
0: Yeah, Arlene, Arlene writes in the comments, we're going to get stuck with equalizers, and that would be the worst-case scenario for me, 100%, because, I mean, who wants... Who, who, the, who the fuck wants an equalizer throughout this whole thing? It's so annoying. It was the worst part that they did. But Wes was pretty certain when we were on his interview with him that that kind of thing wouldn't happen again. So I'm confident that MTV and, you know, Justin Booth in particular will have seen that as a mistake and not keep doing
1: it. All right. We're going to maintain, I mean, the season's been great so far. Who are we to question, but uh, I did get, um, I did get some negative vibes from that. Um, uh, okay.
0: So let's go into our long anticipated segment of the show. Zach, you're going to carry us off with this one. This yes. Is right here.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are ready for this. I'm going to get my list up here and I'm going to explain Uh, I'm going to explain things to everyone. So what I have done, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we are all kind of awaiting news for season 34 to drop. Uh, What is going to happen? One of the popular items that everybody always talks about is old school, new school. Let's do old school, new school. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, an issue that a logistical issue that's presented to me and that i think everyone sees is that you've got so many different iterations of the show how do you divide them now i know challenge mania mentioned the possibility of an old school versus middle school versus new school which i see the concept that they're going for but obviously in in that in that form it it, it just doesn't it, it doesn't make sense it's 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 not going to you know, you, you have to tweak that a little bit. So mm-hmm. what I have done is I have come up with, I agree with them in that the best way to do this is a cutthroat two scenario. So you've got cutthroat rules, which means that you've got three teams and you've got 10 people on each team. And from there, you've got five men and five women on each team and you have to break them down into segments. So I listed it as such. We've got old school versus new school versus outsiders. That is Ooh. the way that, that is the way that we'll be doing it. And the, the format
0: Outsiders. Yes. yes. I'm all so, about the outsiders.
1: So for the old school, you've got seasons, you've got uh, the qualifications to be on the old school team. You had to have appeared on a challenge season between season one and season seventeen. Season seventeen is dual two, I believe. Uh, And then to be on the New School team, you would have to have appeared on, from season 18, The Ruins, uh, up until this most recent season, War of the Worlds. And to be on the Outsiders team, you have to be affiliated with a non-Buna Murray production show, or, I'm sorry, a non-United States MTV show. So, Anything outside, so if, if, you're, if you're on uh, Real World Road Rules, Fresh Meat, Are You the One, Floribama Shore, that, that all counts as uh, a, a native MTV show. So anything outside of that, Big Brother, Survivor, Love Island, X on the Beach, Geordie Shore, UK, all, all that stuff. That would, uh, that would fall under the outsiders category. But
0: they would, I, my issue, my, so my only issue with this is that both of the challenge teams would get slaughtered by this outsider team.
1: Well, Shani, it really depends on the construction of the team. And I think if we do this right, you'll find that each team has different strengths. Um, and the way I broke it down was I came up with a master list of everyone now the key for this is you have to do it within reason you have to do it feasibly mm-hmm. um, so i went through and looked at all the seasons of people who have appeared on the show and i broke down who there were certain qualifications of who would realistically get a call who would mtv actually reach out to who would want to do it who would have a purpose to be on the show and that is how i determined who I considered realistic candidates and I broke them down for each bracket here. And of course, at the time that I want to do this, my laptop is not working. So let's start with the, (laughs) um, let's start with the outsiders. I think that is the the best way to discuss it.
0: I think we will say that Zach Calhoun is the non-franchise flop. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I want to save the old school and the new school discussion. So let's just go with the outsiders. Like I said, anyone eligible to, so we need five men and we need five women. And I think the twist with this team is that this is where we can bring on people who haven't been on the show yet. Mm. So what we could do is we could have one man and one woman on the outsiders team who are actually rookies to the game. And I feel like we would need to pull someone and this is where I need your help we would need to pull someone from Big Brother 20. As you know, they have running, CBS has running contracts, so you have to go a certain amount of time before you're eligible to be on the show. That's why we've had Big Brother 18, Big Brother 19, and uh, uh, this season we had Big Brother 19. So next challenge season, you're going to so be eligible say- for
0: would you say that for the old school and for what what is it old school new school outsiders? so for old school and new school you can pull can you pull people who haven't actually been on the challenge before because i think it'd be interesting if we had people from the franchise during those time periods the same time periods you mentioned whatever was airing real world road rules whatever was happening at that time between Mm -hmm. 1 to 17 could be on the old school team and whoever was you know in on tv x on the beach ayto that whole gang from season 17 to now could also and so we could have two new rookies on each team to sort of give it a fresh flavor on either end and I think that could be really
1: fascinating. So yeah that that's um based on the qualifications like I what what I'm saying is that if you know for example if MTV did what I really wanted them to do and they casted uh Nutza on the show or Bria um they would be on the new school team, because they're from a native MTV show. They would not be on the Outsiders team. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Nitza would be great. I mean, we, I, we've wanted her for a while. Uh, we have someone in the comments. Robert is mentioning Cody Califiori, who I actually – swoon over very often he's a fantastic possibility and potential for an awesome challenger uh you know with the fact that he's also Paulie's brother he would have yeah. quite an in with a lot of the challengers already uh in terms of somebody from BB20 there were a lot of really viable options from BB20 in my opinion you know a good I think like let's say 70% of that cast even 80 was good looking people who can compete who are physically fit and who are young enough to still have some drama in their life and yeah. some options for that. I know challenge mania has mentioned Brett a lot. He would definitely be a top pick for me and the men. Uh, if I had to go with the females, I would say Haley or Bailey would be fantastic because, you know, they're both quite fit. Now, Caitlin's also gone a lot fitter, but the drama side of them would be really where it's at. You know, Bailey brings an enormous amount of drama. she, Got in such a big fight that she bit her own freaking mouth and started bleeding one time
2: <laughs> while so yelling I, at
0: someone on Big I Brother. Think, like that's what she could bring.
1: I think our best bet in this situation would be to cast a Big Brother male rookie and a survivor female rookie. So I, I've got some knowledge I could bring. Wait, on the but why, side why the how come none of the
0: Brits gotta be a rookie?
1: No, 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 no. So the Brits, what I'm saying is so based on the outsider team like think of the Brits that have been on on the show already like you those are people that we pull in teams so for example Bear he's a lock but why can't, one we put, five guys.
0: why can't we put a new Brit on the team is what I'm trying to say
1: we can but for the because the, we, we
0: T needs to be on the challenge
1: <laughs> for for the relevance of the discussion I mean I can't really bring much to the table there but yeah I think we would have a spot for maybe two rookies on the team okay, one fine. male and one female um, so who's I, your survivor girl pick Okay. I mean, I would love for the fucking queen, Abby Maria Gomes. She's been on two seasons of Survivor. She is pure gold, but she's a little bit older. I think she might actually be pushing 40. So uh, uh, she's got a big social media following, but I don't know if they would if they would cast her. So another option would be uh, Kelly Wentworth, um, who she's on the current season of Survivor right now. I think it's her second – I think it's her third season that she's done. Uh, Kat, Kat Ogden, she's been on two seasons of the show, and she dated um, – she, she, she was dating a guy that was on Big Brother before. Um, those are three that come to mind as, as, as survivor potentials.
0: Okay, okay. I don't know too much survivor, guys, but I think that that's probably a good little amount. So let's cast the rest of the new school team. And, guys, drop this down in the comments. For, for sake of argument, okay. for sake of discussion, we'll stay away from potential rookies. But I will say, Squatty T on the challenge would be fucking – fantastic he's a geordie short character really awesome human being in terms of TV. so
1: my, my master list is finally working okay. now here's how i did it like i said i made a potential list for each era of And it's anybody conceivably who would come on, who would agree or who MTV would want, who they would reach out to. So for example, you're saying, let's look at the New School team. So like I said, New School is seasons 18 to 33. That's from the Ruins to War of the Worlds. And you had to be on a native, uh, a North American MTV show, mm. or I should say MTV US. You had to be on MTV US. So of everyone that would be eligible for that, these are all the males that I have listed: Kahada, C.J., Leroy, Frank, Zach, Jordan, Marlin, Brandon Nelson, Thomas Buell, Corey, Dario, Tony, Devin, Nelson, Hunter, Derek Henry. I think that's his name. Yeah. Uh, from are you the one five? Chuck and Gus, and you need to pick five guys from that list
0: whoa whoa that's a hard list to sort of break down from who's your top five from that right there
1: so I would say absolutely from that list and there's people you can rule in and out based on logic like I don't think Jordan would do it so I I, as much as I would want Jordan you know you could say like I I just I don't think he would do it Um, I think
0: he's a little bit too busy right now but I do I could see if there's a break in his work and a break in straps and things that he's doing now that he would he would possibly go back on
1: I would say from this list for sure you cast Marlon. I think Marlin gets on
0: hundred percent Marlon. I've been so, waiting so for him to have a return.
1: So that's one of our five guys. Um, I would obviously love to see Devin. I think everyone would love to see Devin and I think he would do it. Um, I don't
0: know if I would love to see Devin. I think there's a lot of better people on that list in my opinion.
1: Uh, so you have to judge it a couple ways. It's who you want to see, but you also have to think like based on these options, who is MTV actually going to cast, mm. you know, what's going to make sense for them. And in that case, I think you're going to get Leroy. Yes. I think Leroy would, would, would be an obvious addition. So let's say you have Marlon, you have Leroy. Devin is not a, a given yet. I would um, say CJ
0: for sure. That's definitely being brought up in the comments. He's one of my all time faves actually in terms of, um. I, I don't think MTV would cast
1: them though. And I, I saw him at Challenge Mania Live and he looks great, but he didn't exactly make it seem like, oh yeah, I would totally come back to the show. I don't think CJ would get the nod. I I think Hunter, obviously, I mean, he does every season. Um,
0: yeah, but I could really go for a break.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I'm good with that. What about Tony? Do we bring back Tony?
0: Tony's a tough one because I really like his character development. You know, it's been fun watching his character arc like, develop and See as yes, he's changed and grown as a person, but at the same time, I don't know. I think I'd rather other people. Like, there's such a good class of individuals in that group. I would rather Brandon than I would any
1: and of I those know, guys. I know he would come back. He would come back and do it. I I just don't know if MTV has an interest in 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 casting him. If if it would make sense for them to reach out to him, Zach. I see that there's a couple of regulars on here. You're going to get at least one of them. If, if, if this were really going to happen,
0: Yeah, uh, all right. well, there's a lot of options there. Let's go on to the females, though.
1: Okay. Now the females are interesting. like there is, this is a strong this is going to be a tough group to debate, but I do have things thought out for this, especially based on storyline purposes. So based on the qualifications, and based on who I think would come back, based on who MTV would want back, this is everybody I wrote down. You've got Sarah, Kara, Laurel. Teresa, Emily Schramm, John A, Marie, Nani,
2: Jemmy, Ashley K, Cook, Jenna, Nicole Ramos, Ashley, Amanda,
1: Brianna, I love Brianna, I want her to come back, Uh, Kayla, Sylvia, Nicole Zanetta, Tori Deal, Brittany, and Cam.
0: All right. I got this. Ready? Tori, Nicole Z for sure. Those two off the bat, okay. hands down. We get Brianna and well, – I don't know. Brianna's not going to compete with these other girls. Um, yeah. We have – Oh, this was like a good list. That was like a spicy list.
1: So what I would want to see is, a t- is this team, MTV Shells Out, and they get this team stacked with strong girls, and you absolutely have Cara on it. I know that's a surprise for me because I've been saying I want Car to take a break, but in this instance – because we would be doing cutthroat rules. post
0: the list in the comments so people can see it because they're not they're not catching on fast enough.
1: Okay. It's I shall do that. After. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, that's a good idea. So I would say um, you cast Kara, but then you've got Laurel and you've got Emily. And if you get at least one of them, they will be like the alpha female on the team and they'll actually push Kara in.
0: I think Laurel because as much as I love Emily – Laurel will bring more of the drama. She'll be more exciting.
1: Exactly. So, and then you get Nicole Z, and you've got the Cara, Laurel, Nicole Z thing. And Tori, again. who's
0: trapped in the middle because she's friends with all of them.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: I like that right there. Although I honestly could do without Cara in that situation.
1: Um, yeah, I could too. But so, so I think we might actually be able to lock that in for the females. Cara, Laurel, Nicole Z... Tori and we would need one more. Whoa, can you I
0: mean, see that on your camera screen? When I sway, my hair gets a crimp on the side. <laughs> guys, that's like whoa. Can you guys see that? Oh, it doesn't actually translate on the live, but on my camera it does. It's very quite cool.
1: Bring my laptop over here for better visibility on this. <laughs> I I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to post a master list probably afterwards because the formatting's all fucked on this, but um I think. So we would need. I mean, for that last spot, I, I don't think Ashley and Amanda would do it. They're probably coming up on breaks. I think again. Ashley
0: Kay would.
1: Yeah, she would. She's kind of flopped the last she's a little couple bit appearances. Boring on
0: TV for sure. Uh, MTV
1: would want. MTV would want Sarah to do it, but I don't think she would. Uh, I think Teresa just had a baby, so she's probably a no. Uh, Marie, that's a possibility.
0: Yeah. Marie could do it. Who else could do it?
1: Or what about Sylvia? Sylvia Sylvia could come in and hang with these girls.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. 100%. I'm down for that. I think Sylvia in there. And I also think if you give the opportunity to some of these Lavender ladies to come on individually, you get to see more of their personality as opposed to them as a group. People really hated Amanda and then this season you're seeing Amanda on her own and People are loving her. So we finally get some of that redemption for some of these Lavender ladies. I think a solo season for Sylvia would be fantastic.
1: Okay, so we have the girls set for the new school team. So it is Kara.
0: Wait, hold on. This guy Jack Wolf in the comment section is saying, Tori's overrated, but Ashley M is queen. Y'all.
1: I, I agree that Tori D is overrated, big time, but... Um, Steven, loves love Cook, but I here. just
0: don't think she'll ever do it. I don't. Yeah,
1: think- I, I don't think... So yeah, like she's it's too busy. She's fringe enough that that I I add her to the list. But when you actually get down to it, I I don't think that that she would get that cast. So for the girls, we have Cara, Laurel, Tori D, Sylvia, and Nicole Z. That's a good squad right there. I'm um, watching
0: that. I'm watching for, that every
1: day. For the guys, we have Marlon and Leroy. So far, we still need to pick three more out of that list.
0: Marlon, Leroy uh read me the list again
1: okay kahuta cj leroy who we picked frank who it sounds like he would come back zach jordan marlon brandon nelson thomas that would be good that would be interesting frank Kara. for sure frank okay. for sure that's and a I lot of, that's gold. Do yeah, and yeah i think he would do it good. okay so we've got marlon leroy and frank um thomas cory dario tony devin nelson hunter Derek, Chuck, Gus. Derek H, not Derek Sinsky.
0: Definitely not Derek H. He's useless, in my opinion. <laughs>
1: um, I feel like you're going to have one of Tony, Devin, Nelson, Hunter, Corey, you know, one of that grouping. Should we do Zach? Yeah, I think, so. oh man, Zach and Frank on a season again together would be pretty It'd awesome. It'd be cool
0: to watch Zach and Leroy without necessarily having the other guys around. Like, obviously, I'm hoping we're not casting bananas and stuff, so... It might leave for an interesting dynamic, we'll, if
2: we'll yeah, we'll get the there. same
0: team.
1: The, there's a couple ways you could go with the old school team, and you would have to make some sacrifices. I'll say that when, when we uh, when we get to it. Um, Steven, are
0: you ever not grumpy or upset? I'm just curious. <laughs> like, when do you smile, bro? <laughs> All
1: right, so Marlon, Leroy, Frank, Zach, and then we need one more in there. Erlen um, says bring back Tony's Shane. Huh? Uh, that's that's the second Shane Rain re- Shane Rain's reference on the episode. So we could I'm definitely cool bring back a
0: Shane Rain's. Why not? That'd be great <laughs> a great added bit of drama to that. Although it really gives them very little chance to beat the outsiders if we do that.
1: Uh, what about Kahuta? Because he has Would he been. Come back? Yeah, he's been coming out of the woodwork lately, and he's been like participating and. And
0: he's kind, kind of, of like our CJ run. replacement because you mm-hmm. know they're they're sort of similar and small, agile type guys. I could do. And-
1: He's done a season more recently. Um, okay, I'm down with that. I'm going to make Kahuta the fifth man A on lot of people squad. are
0: saying CJ would do it. I think our issue is would casting cast yeah. CJ. I,
1: I think Buena Murray would cast Kahuta before they would cast CJ.
0: I prefer CJ though as a competitor. If I have to, if I have to be honest, like I really enjoyed watching CJ compete. I thought he had a really good head on his shoulders. He was Mm -hmm. a good competitor. He never, you know, on bots, I loved him on bots. I was rooting for his team big time.
1: So let's go back to the, um, the outsiders list real quick. Cause now I actually have my document working. Um, so the people I have listed for eligible, not counting rookies, which we could obviously debate all day, uh, for the men, Kyle, joss paulie jose ashley Kane, bear theo turbo josh those are the eligible guys that have actually appeared on a challenge season so far Um, bear Bear and paulie are locks especially since we've got car on the cast
0: for fucking sure i think those two are massive massive i mean they're just like huge assets to the show right now yeah um bear paulie I think Kyle could use a break.
1: Yeah, Joss is coming off a break. You could potentially cast him.
0: I could go for a Joss because he won't, he, he's not someone who's going to take the light away. He's basically an equivalent to an Ashley Kane, but mm-hmm. maybe leaner. And, to, and they both have the similar personalities. They're not acting up or anything in the house. So it's, it's almost like an easy switch out there. I could do that.
1: I, I actually agree with Greg. Like, I, I would totally cast Jose on that team, you know, to have like one person to, to throw to the Wolves. Um, well
0: also to even it out because quite frankly the the outsider team is going to be you know dominating a lot if we put polly and Bear and josh oh
1: man travis brings up a good one what about what about chad johnson that guy that was on uh, the bachelorette oh, and next on, on, on the beach too uh yeah we're adding that guy that guy's gold okay but is chad not in considered
0: in a new in a new school because listen he- his
1: his native show is the bachelorette so okay, i think okay. we could we could uh yeah we could been the rules to that.
0: All right, so um, let's remove Joss and let's put in Chad and then okay. let's bring in people are saying Rogan which I think would be great. My issue is is Rogan back fully healed and is he able to compete because I don't think mtv wouldn't have called him back. I think they would have called him back by now, you know.
1: I'll I'll say that um I we haven't done our comment section enough uh, enough of a service listening to what they're saying here. So they want Rogan and I think for the Saniacs I'm okay with that. We'll put Rogan on on the cast. I feel like he could be interchangeable with Joss.
0: He's also yeah. Well, also he's he's has much more personality than Joss, so he's far more entertaining. Yeah. So we get a more entertaining version of Joss. And this is you know if Rogan was fully healthy, this is our idealist that so he's on there. So we have who do we have? Paulie Bear, Bear
1: Paulie, Chad Johnson, Rogan. Rogan. I really like that Chad. That that's an awesome suggestion. Okay, and then um, who's
0: number five? I think that they should be someone two.
1: who's. I think maybe like Josh or Jose, I feel like you need another Big Brother presence or maybe someone from Big Brother 20 like we were talking about.
0: Let's go Big Brother 20 and let's do – to even out that team, hmm, you either go Brett or Tyler in my opinion if you're going guys. There's also Fessy, but I think he's such an idiot. He can't play a mental game like this.
1: Brett sounds familiar and I'm not a Big Brother watcher. So so that means that he probably has some level of –
0: I would I would rather see Tyler, though, play on the challenge than I would Brett. And I actually loved Brett. He was my – he was, you know, the one that I wanted to take it to the end on Big Brother. But I think Tyler would do better on the challenge, and I also think he'll – Okay. No, no, no. In terms of entertainment, though, if you really want entertaining monkey group of duos, you've got to get Brett in there because now I'm thinking if you have Brett and Bear, that's just a bromance waiting to happen.
1: Okay, yeah, we're getting a lot of Brett, too, in the comments, so we'll go with that. So we actually have two rookies from the guys. That's nice. Um, now we go to the women for the Outsiders team and potentials that I would have on my list. Uh, Natalie Negretti, Kaylee, Melissa, Devon, Faith, D, Georgia, Maddie, Natalie D, which I, I, I will not cast her. I, I don't think she should come back. Who? Uh, uh, Ninja Natalie, as you people like to say. She's not on my list. Uh, Zahida and Morgan.
0: I'm going to go with Melissa and Devon for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, Melissa is my absolute. And she she just took pretty much two seasons off since she got kicked off of her last season. Melissa uh, so,
0: and Devon.
1: Melissa but my thing De- is,
0: you need somebody who's gonna match the athleticism of a lot of the guys on these teams, and you can't so not put like do a you cast,
1: ninja. Do you cast Maddie? I mean, people keep saying yeah. that she has that. Okay, for
0: sure, Maddie. But my yeah. issue with not casting Ninja is that you you deprive that team of their very best female competitor.
1: All right, fine. I'll put her on here. Even though I don't want to see her back on the challenge, I am uh, an agreeable person sometimes. I go
0: Devon. Va- so we have Devon, Melissa, Maddie, Ninja, and I say Georgia.
1: Georgia, I agree with. And then you, you have like a
0: crazy-ass group of five. Like that's a solid-ass
1: group of five. To, yeah, and you have to think about who else we're casting and what the potential storylines are. So you, you get potentially another bear and – and Georgia storyline, you get um, – yeah, I like that. So
2: for team also outsiders
0: – Yeah, also my thing with that is um, if we have two of the rookie guys on there, then we can sacrifice one of the rookie girls. And I just think that's a very well-rounded group of females to match the athleticism of the guys and also not to be – like, you know, we give the new school slightly better women, which I think is, is rightfully right. so because they need them.
1: Do we do we need to rethink Rogan? P- people are kind of giving giving it a little bit of shit in the comments. Do we need to rethink Rogan on the on the squad here? Bear, Paulie, Chad, Rogan, Brett. I mean, do do we I do sub out?
0: I say that's a good team. You can't make them too much like you can't make them much better. If we put in Theo and stuff, it's almost unfair.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay, I'm gonna stick. I'm, I'm gonna stick with it no melissa
0: erlene how do you not like melissa yeah, she's a fucking uh, queen, queen. Yeah.
1: melissa is absolutely on that team yeah I, I would i would say maybe sub out rogan for joss but
0: I'm no because the thing way. is we've had a lot of Joss. he's gotten his chance and rogan is someone with so much personality that it's a shame that we didn't get to see him compete and he's also someone who's probably oh, a, gonna be a fierce competitor. oh
1: my god yeah robert <laughs> robert just suggested what about cody Calfiore? So we got Pauly and Cody on the same team.
0: That would be crazy. I mean, listen, Cody's awesome, but I think he's a little bit older. He wouldn't be as dramatic. You know, but he's gorgeous to look at. Oh,
1: man. Greg brought up a great point. What about Louise Hazel? Put (gasps) Louise on here.
0: Fuck. That is a good call. I love Louise. Big, big fan. Work out with her Saturday night. Um, fantastic.
1: If if you want Louise on the show, you got to take Ninja Natalie off.
0: I'm down for that. I'm Boom. down for that. We replaced Nisha with fucking Louise Hazel. With and that's That's an a Olympian. Killer ass team. Yep. All right, let's get to the bets. Let's get to the bets.
1: Okay, this is the one that everybody wants to talk about. So remember what I said, guys. It involves people that would do it, people that could conceivably be cast. Uh, there's a whole bunch of ways to go about this. And this is season one up to season 17. For the men, we've got Mark Long, Eric Neese, Cyrus, Shady Shane, Alton, Abe, Darrell, C.T., Brad, Derek, Landon, Wes, and Johnny.
0: So I think Wes for sure.
1: So here's here's my thoughts. I don't think Wes because I don't think Wes would do it. Wes has already said on our show that he feels that they would be at a disadvantage with their girls.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't yeah, do every season. If we if we cast them properly, like we're doing now, then it you know has potential there.
1: Okay, well.
0: Okay, Alton. I say Alton for sure.
1: I think Alton for sure.
0: I think Banana's for sure not.
1: Yes, I agree with that as well. Um, I, I I think Johnny realizes that he needs to take a season off, anyways. And honestly, I was looking at this like if if you put Johnny on this team, like there's just too many names that people want to see that get bumped off. It's it's actually really hard to pick five guys out of this grouping. And um, it's not also, really because
0: a lot of them are not that like I, I wouldn't want a lot of those people on, on on season thirty-four. Like think about who's actually gonna kill it competition wise. Do You think Landon would do it? If he would, then we put him on there for sure.
1: Well, I I think I keep bringing up Alton and Landon because I really do think Landon would do it. If they up his appearance fee, like if if, if he gets, you know, a decent chunk to come on the show in the first place and then the prize pools right. I think he would do it
0: yes okay down down for that so we got Alton Landon now who else can compete we need somebody who's going to be able to compete both mentally and physically with these new guys there's a lot of new young blood like sorry but no way to Cyrus that's just like old yeah
1: it's not happening for Cy. Old um, it's
0: not gonna work
1: I mean people would go crazy if they saw Alton Landon and Durrell on on the same team together like that would be like team,
0: legit. team mature right there. That's what that would be. Yeah. And I don't know if you've noticed, but CT's actually been working out a lot. He's on this have, health pick. He's a new. I athlete. have
1: not noticed it. So um, he's, but he, he's been
0: doing a big move, trying to get back into shape and cutting himself a little. I mean, it's impressive.
1: I would, I would um, subscribe to CT being on the team. Alton, What's about
0: CT, Brandon? and um, CT and Mark Long.
1: I think Mark Long would, would be great. Um, Trust me. I really wanted to include shady Shane on this because I wanted to get a road rules campus crawl Alliance going, but uh, Shane is done with the show for a while. I I don't know if you guys are paying attention to his Twitter. Like he is not feeling it. So Alton, Landon, CT, Mark Long,
0: did you see Tina's comment? In case people are wondering what Tina is talking about in the comment section, she's uh, she's referencing Cyrus's ex-girlfriend who oh, yeah. went apeshit on the Saniac Podcast Facebook page when I first started it all because we had Cyrus on for a live Q&A and... I mean, it was hilarious. She's our only non-five-star Facebook review, and she's lowered our rating so much since those days. But you know, it was a hilarious day. I think she got one of our posts up to like eighty comments. Back then, it was a really big deal for us, and truly a hilarious moment in challenge history or in Podcast challenge history.
1: So this is um, this is why I'm saying this is tough. We have Alton, Landon, CT, and Mark Long on the team. We need one more spot, and it's essentially between West. Derek, Brad, and Durrell.
0: That's not hard for me. I don't actually want any of those on there. I agree with what people are saying in the comment section with Nehemiah potentially or an Abe potential.
1: Uh Nehemiah, his first season, I don't think oh, okay, his first season was was the dual one. So yeah, he would qualify. Um Abe would be the fucking best. I mean, do, do you want to throw Abe, Abe into that mix? Abe, let's okay. Abe.
0: Right there, right then. Because then we get Abe and Pauly on a season together. And that's what yeah. I am talking about. That is what okay. TV gold. Abe and Pauly on a season together. Like, we need to watch how that is going to go down. I need to see that. That needs to be a fucking web series. Definitely know Derek so, with that for sure. It's that just-
1: is, yeah, I agree with, I agree with Derek. Um, so that's Alton, Landon, CT, Mark, and Abe okay now the uh the females th- this is gonna be this is gonna be great this is the one i've been most looking forward to
2: well
0: this is people, the one we we're have, gonna have the most trouble with because this is the one that wes is more, most critical of
1: yes people that would potentially do it that would qualify based on what i have laid out you've got beth veronica Susie, coral rachel anisa ruthie tina Trishel, Kendall. Genji, G, Tori Hall, Kellyanne, Melinda.
0: I think Genji G for sure.
1: Okay. I agree. I think you need her there. I think she would be a strong competitor. It would just be a matter of convincing her to do it. And I think it's possible. So I'm good with that. Do you have Rachel on that list? Yes. I don't know if she would do it though. I don't know if she would do it either. I think she's pretty torn Um, I think I feel like there could be a season potentially in the future where you could get like Rachel Tina Veronica and Shane all on the show together but I don't think it would be this season
0: I just think that's so overplayed. Like, who wants to watch a 40-year-old with two babies on the show? Like, I'm over that shit. <laughs> There's a new dawn, a new day. It's just so useless to take on these people. And as much as I love Kendall, she was only on one season. Is she in that good of shape still? Can she keep up? So,
1: I think Kendall's a lock, though. I, I, I feel like she's the easiest person to cast because she would drop everything to do it. Um, and she's good friends with Tori. So I feel like you cast Kendall and you cast Tori and then you've got the makings of an alliance going on. There.
0: Okay. So you have Kendall, Tori, and Genji. Now we need other, yep. we need female dominators in that group because we are pairing them up against the likes of Emily and freaking, what's it called? Louise Hazel Olympian.
1: We didn't cast Emily. Um, so Sorry, or Laurel. We, yeah, we did cast Laurel. Um, and it's but listen, here's the other thing. If you're gonna do old school, new school, we need at least one of Beth or Coral. You got to pick one of those. They oh, have to fucking be. Sure, the then, end.
0: because because Coral's at least in good shape, whereas Beth is not.
1: Yeah, I bet you Beth is in better shape than Coral right no,
0: now. No, I've seen pictures.
1: Yeah, Beth looks like she's she's 25. Granted, because most of that. She
0: lives in Beverly Hills, and <laughs> everybody has a Botox party every other weekend.
1: Yeah, Beth always had a little bit of size. You know, she. I don't think Veronica would do the show, so that's why I'm not saying Veronica. She she's kind of done with it for a while. I'll um, tell you
2: what,
0: if we could get Rachel, then that would be that would be it somebody. W- that it I would
1: be, love. yeah. She she would be like like the pacer. I mean, Kellyanne is solid. I feel like Kellyanne's an easy casting decision as well. And you get the drama of Kellyanne and Tori on the same team. Uh, for those that remember the the Brad uh, issues that they have between them, uh, she's also probably an easy first out on the team if i had to guess
0: so we have kelly we have who's on this team right now we have kelly
1: Kendall, tory kelly ann and we would need one more and i rachel. feel like it's got <sighs> all right if so we it's... can get
0: rachel she comes on because okay. you have to you have to you have to at least match the athleticism to some extent otherwise this team is going to get wiped off the floor you really think that these guys and these girls can compete with the people that we put on this new like outsider I, team
1: i think like i said what it comes down to though like the the old school guys are stacked they're fucking stacked they probably have the best guys overall um of, are you out of your
2: yeah
1: alton Lane and ct mark and abe
0: but they're so much older. This is an Alton Landon CTNA from fucking Duel 1. This is all of That's, those guys now. This is 20 years later. These other honestly, young bucks are literally going to smash their heads open. Think about how much more energy somebody like Bear has than somebody like Alton has. Alton literally quit on his most recent challenge because he was too old for this bullshit.
1: I got news for you, Shawnee. I wasn't the only person at the New York event who saw Alton lift up his shirt. Dude is fucking ripped. How many Sorry. times
0: have we said that somebody being in good shape does not mean they're a good challenger?
1: Uh, listen, this guy's proven he's the tippy top.
0: So did CT, and look what happened now.
1: Well, honestly, CT's probably in like the worst shape. Well, Abe's probably in the worst shape of anyone on that team, but, but CT's close. Um,
0: I just think at the end of the day, you've got to give them something that they can actually fight against. So, if it's going to be this kind of a format, I mean, you have to have a Rachel in there. You have to have somebody who's going to I will
1: give them Rachel. I will reluctantly.
0: It's like 120-pound chicks who are just going to fall over.
1: I will very reluctantly cut Beth and Coral from the team and put Rachel on there. But I'll also say Tori is in good shape. All right, Tori looks like she's been getting it. She's ready for a
2: return.
0: Yeah, but is Tori as energized and as filled with passion as somebody like a Georgia who literally comes out to knock heads every single day? Like, I think there's, you got you to look at the youth and the passion. I mean, just think about yourself, right? Let's say you go out now to a club. Are you going and screaming like you were when you were 18?
1: No, I can't say I am.
0: Right? I'm not even going to clubs anymore. I'm screaming at home from a very, very far distance. Greg brings uh, up a
1: great point. Greg says, who else besides Alton has won five eliminations in a combined less than two minutes? That man's got the reputation, people.
0: Okay, but this is, again, reputations that we're upholding from so long ago. Are you telling me that Kobe was the same man when he was playing with Shaq and when he left the Lakers on his final season?
1: (laughs) All right. I will consent.
0: I mean, to look at this. LeBron now. Look at LeBron now. Look at LeBron right now. LeBron is an absolute legend. What damage is he doing on the LA team? I'm not even watching. That's how little damage is happening.
1: Listen, he's still pinning. He's still pin blocking dudes off the backboard. All right, he can still reach into his bag of tricks. Um, yo, Marcy, Tori is not a no, snooze fest. If you're talking still- about the Queen Tori Hall, don't be.
0: The skill is still there, right? He still has a skill. Is there the fire? No. The reason why college basketball is so fast that you have to, like, move your head as if you're watching a fucking tennis match is because there's so much passion underneath every single one of their asses. Whereas if you have somebody like CT... I mean, look at the, like, look at them. When they're on the show, are they as driven as these young guys? No, they're going on there because they don't want to have to sit in their office nine to five in order to make half as much money as they're going to make when they're rocking up on the show. Like, it's just, you see that there is no fire. There is no passion compared to some of these new guys. And I don't think you're going to be able to match that. They're, they're over the drama. They're over the this. They're over like, oh, if I don't win, my whole life is over. That's why MTV isn't casting them. So I don't know. I just don't think that, a Tory Hall Kendall duo is gonna even remotely compare to what a Georgia Louise Hazel alliance is going to do. I mean, think about what a Georgia Louise Hazel alliance is gonna do.
1: Yeah, give me Tory over Georgia, and let's make it happen, MTV. Let's make it happen. All right, I will give you that team: Genji, Kendall, Tory, Kellyanne, Rachel. But we have to sub Rogan out for Joss. Can't have Rogan on the cast. People won't take it seriously.
0: I mean, whatever. Honestly, they're irrelevant. Just like a swap out of, of huge people.
1: So here, to end it, and we will post the results of this, here's what we came up with, guys. Um, <laughs> team New School that, uh, for the guys, we have Marlon, Leroy, Frank, <laughs> Zach, and Kahutta. Did
0: you see Greg's Carl Malone comment? That's hilarious. Yeah,
1: that's fantastic. Uh, for the girls, we have Kara, Laurel, Tori D, <laughs> Sylvia, and Nicole Z. That is Beautiful chaos right there. Uh, for team outsiders, we've got Bear, Paulie, Chad, and now Joss and Brett from Big Brother 20. And then for the females, we have Melissa, Devon, Maddie, Louise, which was fantastic, and Georgia. Uh, and then finally for team old school, we've got Alton, Landon, CT, Mark, and Abe for the guys. And we've got Genji, Kendall, Tori, Kellyanne, and Rachel for the girls. Um, And if you guys remember, like I said, this is going to be played under cutthroat format. So the teams, when they go into elimination, they're voting in their own players. Uh, So it really does come down to the alliance factor as well.
0: Okay, one last thought before we, before we end off this episode, because Shawnee has to get home, um, is what's your thoughts about if we completely change that whole thing and make it more like a gauntlet style, but instead of it being vets and rookies, it would just be anybody who's been on the show before, like Beauty Murray, X, on mm-hmm. Beach, all of that scene versus Outsiders. And that could be yeah. big, all the Big Brother, anyone that's also been on the show before, but Big Brother, it's all of those people and so then you can bring in somebody like a kendall to play on a team with way better people like perhaps a Laurel, yeah. perhaps this you know what i mean you kind of give them a better shot and as much as i love the cutthroat you know as much as i love the way that cutthroat was laid out i do think that a gauntlet of this sorts would be a lot better and it'd be better I... It'd be better competition
1: I, I actually like that. I like the the gauntlet format in that way, and I I do think overall the 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 point to take out of this is we do need to see like a bigger team challenge again. It's been a long time. Yeah, uh, the show is due, and I think you can make it uh, really like you can make it really good. Um, you, you just ha- it just ha- takes a couple tweaks, really.
0: You know, it's it's almost like what we're wanting is the nostalgia of. The old formulas and the old the old formats that they would have of the show where you know people would have to work together I think that's why you like you know the team dynamic that it's not just individual where it's not just a you know the same old free agents type vibe that we've been getting a lot of lately you know this is something where they have to work together there's a lot more strategy at play when it comes to making it to the end of a team sport than when it's just an individual game and I always love the idea of you know Slimming down your team to have less people to split the pot with and a lot of that kind of internal political drama that goes down with with team formats. So I couldn't see that for sure. Greg makes a cool point about having, you know, another battle of the sexes because we have a really cool, diverse group of guys versus girls that we could put in there. A lot of the new girls are awesome. They're sort of giving it a lot more passion and strength. And I think if you have the right type of competitions, you could see a pretty good fight. The only, my only issue that I could see with that is that the guys team is a lot physically stronger than the girls team so if it was like a lift as much weight as you can lift then the girls are screwed but if they really thought you know thought out the comps and made it interesting that could be a fun season
1: um yeah they, they could bring back what, what's the oh man the, the on battle of the sexes won the first elimination I, I think it's I want to say it's called grope the rope where they all have to hang upside down. Uh, Anyways, that's a great challenge. Battle of Uh, Sexes, episode one, classic daily challenge.
0: In response to Marcy's comment, Zach, uh, he likes Tori Fiorenza, aka Hall, aka Brad's ex-wife. He does not like Tori Deal. I like Tori Deal. I also like Tori Fiorenza, but I just think that... uh, Tori Hall,
1: aka The Truth, she's coming back.
0: All right, guys. Thank you so much. We were on for so long tonight. It's been great. We were finally fresh and not having an interview. Uh, Next week, we have Josh Martinez coming on the podcast. If all falls, you know, falls in place. Zach might not be here, so it might just be a solo interview. He's got some exciting news. Hopefully, he'll be giving that to us in a couple of weeks' time. And, you know, we're super excited to have you guys here. Lots of new listeners. Thank you guys so much. I know that we have been really slow and delayed on uploads. I promised you guys the Pauly interview and last week's recap after the weekend, but I just unfortunately could not do it with my arm. So hopefully those will come out, you know, this weekend. You guys can do a nice little binge listen to a lot of our audios and check out last week's recap, this week's recap, and the Pauly interview before we get Josh Martinez on here, which is going to be super, super fun. So send us your questions if you guys – have them yes robert i agree thank god zach won't be around we are at saniac podcast on facebook instagram and twitter uh you can catch us at saniacpodcast.com and of course feel free to send us messages everything but just know that all responses are going to be extremely delayed due to my arm steven you honestly go fuck yourself you message me 24 7 and it's really getting to the point where it's super annoying i have been injured for weeks i have incredibly <laughs> painful tendinitis so if you'd like to message someone you can personally dm zach i know you think that it's all of us responding but it's really me the rest of the crew is lazy when it comes to answering people so please redirect all of your concerns comments and criticisms to zach calhoun's personal <laughs> dm inbox even he's there for you he'll be your therapist throughout the whole thing uh, and he will help you along the way he could just be your best friend also whenever you come up with you, a Steven. high brand uh luxury watch company please let us know because i would like to buy a stephen carmichael like my wrist, <laughs> is really plain. it's feeling that, really plain
2: that's, fucking, that's i great. need a
0: stephen carmichael watch i need one so please create that for us uh, we're getting bored Got that a stephen watch.
1: carmichael on my wrist
0: yeah exactly stephen carmichael ice on my wrist on my wrist
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I can imagine i can imagine a little pump rapping about that
0: I don't even know who Little Pump is. That's how old I am. Yeah,
1: All you to right, look guys. that
0: up. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We will see you guys next week.
1: Woo-hoo. Bye. Out of here.